Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Say what? 10-7. Now fade pad on right side, Tyreek Hill. Over the shoulder, catch! Burn Steven Nelson, the former chief, all the way down to the Eagle 10-yard line. He tracks it like a hunting dog, and he catches the bird for 32 yards, and the Chiefs with a chance to cash in on this drive. Mahomes again, feet staggered. Takes it to McKinnon, slant, caught Tyreek Hill! Underneath the coverage, touchdown! Kansas City, and the Cheetah does a backflip in the Philadelphia end zone. A perfectly executed 12-yard RPO pass, and Mahomes put it low and true, and a great catch by Tyreek Hill. Third and six for the Chiefs, last play before the two-minute warning. Chiefs are going to throw it here, and Mahomes is throwing it up. He's got Tyreek Hill open, and calls it in! Touchdown! Kansas City! A sellout blitz by the Eagles. It goes as a 44-yard touchdown. Mahomes saw what he wanted, single coverage and a whole half of the field to let the Cheetah run as far and as long as he could. I, mean, I, don't, have, I don't have anything more to say. I'm sweating my butt off and I want to get back in the shower. You know? <laughs> That's right. Sweating your butt off and ready to get back in the shower. It's the Red Reaction Show. It's not our show, it's yours. 913-576-7610. I know, I know for a fact because Twitter's in a fickle. Everybody's got an opinion on what you think the identification is of this Chiefs football team. A lot of you are lost. A lot of you are confused. Some of you think you know. Some of you think you don't. You don't really care as long as the W's on the scoreboard. Your Monday goes a little bit smoother. Well, ours goes a little bit smoother here on the Red Reaction Show. Thanks to our friends at Hellsburg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs kingdom. Serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. Nick Price, how are you tonight, man? Oh, doing great, Dusty. How about you? I'm good, you know. Survived another Sunday. I've got another uh, game that's, I don't know, somewhat of significance here on Monday Night Football, the the Chargers and the Raiders. XFL, baby. Jay Binkley's excited because an XFL guy just caught a touchdown for the Chargers. I'm okay with it because I didn't pick him. Jay Binkley, have a good night, sir. 
You just heard Jay Binkley and Nate Taylor on the Nate Taylor Show here on 610 Sports Radio. Um, Red Reaction Show. It's not our show. It's yours. 913-576-7610. I just want to know what you think the identity is of this Chiefs team because I have an opinion, but that's not what this platform is for. We'll get to that. We'll get to it. Nick and I both watch these games very very detailed, very attention, uh, put all our focus in there. I'm serious when I say that. I don't I don't joke around when I watch these Chiefs teams. And I've I've noticed some things that I think I know what the identity is here on the Red Reaction Show, but I want to know what your opinion is because there's a big one Sunday night. There's a big one Sunday night. This feels like you've got a big assembly coming up. You know it's Friday. You know that's when the assembly is. But by God, you can't wait to get there and you can't sleep at night. That's where I'm at. It's Chiefs-Bills Sunday. We'll get to that. Yesterday, the Chiefs won. They played Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. It was a game in which I think solidifies to me how the Chiefs are going to play moving forward. But how did it look to you? 913-576-7610. This is the Red Reaction Show. It's not my show. It's yours. Dan and KCK. Floor's yours, man. I think that's the high Nick. Yeah, it was a great game of the offense. Tyree Green. I liked that. How they pounded and ground with Clyde O'Leary hunted two yards. And the defense played real good. I would like to see a, a forced pun. But anyway, they held the Eagles to three field goals. And uh, and, I, yeah, and I think that was past interference. You know, Nick Sirianni was living anything. Great game by the defense. Let's take care of the Bills. Take care of yourself, guys. Thank you, Dan and KCK. Another banner caller. You know, we, we bring you all in. And I, and I just got a text, Nick, and I, I, can't, I can't emphasize this enough. And I know you're listening because you just texted it from the 785. Is this really our show? Can I make a wildly unpopular hot take? Of course you can. Yeah. Because, Nick, why can he do that? Because it's not our show. It's yours. Exactly. And we get back to Dan and KCK's call. And, Dan, we're going to get to Clyde because I think Clyde's done very well. Now, granted... The Chargers have the worst rush defense in the NFL and Philadelphia's bottom of the tier too. Not a lot to, you know, say anything, but everybody was mad that he was fumbling. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked great yesterday. That offensive line looked great yesterday. And if he's going to do this and move forward, it's going to make the offense that much more wildly dangerous. And that's what tips into what I think is the identity of this team. Batman, Lawrence, you know the deal. What's up, Werewolf? What's up, Nick? You, brother. I want to tell you something. I think I've seen most of this movie before. Uh, We we started off rough the the year we took the Super Bowl. We started off uh, pretty rough. We had injuries. Uh, You could see the team gelling and... uh, the chemistry coming together right in front of you. That's what's happened with this one. We had to re- we had to redo the whole line, and a lot of the pieces are different. But we have some of the main pieces that still are yet even lost. And I, I'm looking at this year just like Super Bowl year, and we're going to go ahead and make a run on this, and it's going to start Sunday night. It's a bit, they need to win. We don't. But I'm I'm telling you that this is the same thing. And when we took it last time, we're going to take it again. Thank you, brother. Batman, love the call. Disagree with one point. 
You said they have to win, the Chiefs don't. I disagree. Why I disagree, I'll break that down after this first break. But I think it is finally a game in which we're, we're at watching that it's a game in which the Chiefs and the opponent both need to win. In the past, when it's been Cleveland-Baltimore, I've agreed with that take. That they didn't necessarily have to win. Baltimore needed it more than the Chiefs. You, you realize that once the game's over, when you heard the, the beat writers in the media say the locker room was on fire and they were, you know, they were at the top of their lungs and they were, they were as a kid, so they were getting lit after that Baltimore victory. And Cleveland needed it because Cleveland just wants to prove itself. You're just not going to beat Andy Reid in game one of a new season. Walker and KC. My man, you said you'd call back. I'm glad you did. Let's hear it. Yeah, man. What's up? Um, hey, real quick, just the identity of this team. That's kind of the theme, the question you're asking. The, the identity of that team in the AFC. Kings of the AFC and Kings of the NFL. Sunday night, I believe they come out and they really just lay it on Buffalo. These first two games, obviously nobody liked losing these first two games. It's really gotten people questioning this team. The defense is the defense is bad. There's really no way around it. Definitely a certified liability, but I believe the Chiefs come out in a primetime game Sunday night, really put a stamp on things, high octane on them. I love what you saw Robert Delaire. I think that he's elite. A lot of, I've seen a lot of people think he was a bust after those fumbles. That's, that's, that's a really hot take. A lot of overreaction right there. I think the Chiefs bounce back, get a big win on Sunday night, and really just resound to the whole NFL that we're still to the NFL. Thanks. Thanks for the call. I hope you're right for this show's sake because everybody so far is in a, is in a damn good mood when the Chiefs win. And I know that's probably the most cliche thing you can say in this city because I know everybody hates Mondays when the Chiefs lose, and they, they, they love them when they win. And, and last week, everybody, I mean, I'm pretty sure we almost had to hit the dump button for Big T. Oh, a few times. I mean, we got close. Yeah. I, and I, know I didn't think we were getting the train whistle either. We, we, you always have to get it. It's just how much, how how much, much uh, toot is in there. Yeah. Uh, but everybody was ready to, to almost kind of give up or almost panic. And, and now you're starting to get to this, this level that I've noticed where as long as it's the way Sunday went, then you'll be just fine. We can all swallow that tough pill that is this defense. Some of us out there, myself included, think that at times, or maybe now, it is worse than it was in 18. Some of you are like, Dusty, calm down. It's not that bad. It's going to take a while to get that bad. That, of course, is a, is a defense that allowed an offense to score 51 points and still not win a game. Uh I don't know if we're headed there Sunday, but that's uh, that's a fear I have for Sunday. But uh, Josh and OP, floor's yours, man. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, just just a few observations. So I'm from Philadelphia, so I was really torn in, in this weekend's game. But one of the things that that I really notice about this team and, and who their identity is going forward, they're always going to put up points. It's just a, it's just a fact of life. When you have that many offensive weapons, that's what you're going to do. Your defense is going to be geared towards stopping the pass. The problem is is the Chiefs are so productive offensively that it forces teams to go for it on fourth, and who knows what, and our defense is such a sieve that they're always going to do that. So it creates kind of a conundrum. Um, I think our defense is going to get better once we get some kind of edge pressure at all. Uh, and once we have Jaron Reed show, Jaron Reed show up, 
And then Willie Gay is going to come back, and hopefully he's got the speed to take out a tight tight end or a running back um, in the flats because that's what I see a, a huge defensive problem is. I think that once with the addition of, God forbid, Josh Gordon coming in, I like who's going to stop that guy on a possession receiver against like their third best cornerback? It's going to be tough. But like we've we've become really spoiled in Kansas City on how good our team is. Um, going forward, just keep the reality in mind that. If you have a an eleven and five season, it's still a great season. But we go out with the expectation that we're going to win every game, and so hopefully, like people become more optimistic in the city. It sucks when people were really, really down in the dumps. Have a good one, guys. Thanks. Yeah, excellent phone call, Josh. Hope to hear from you more often. Um, that's kind of where I think a lot of people are. I think that is, I think Josh and OP is basically sixty five percent of the fandom. And I think the other 35% is divided up into a pool of maybe this defense is going to cost us too much. This, this team is too up and down to win a Super Bowl. Here's the facts. This team has a historically great offense moving forward and it's not going anywhere. The defense has been bad. Yes. There are some guys missing. Can they change the entire dynamic of this defense? I don't know. What I do know is that this team's identity is what I saw yesterday, Nick Price, is exactly what I think it is, and that is they're going to score 35 points a week because that's what they're doing. They've scored 30, I guess instead of week one, they've scored 33, 36, 24, 42 in four games. Now, the 24 was the Chargers, four turnovers, takes away a couple possessions, obviously. They have turned the ball over in those two losses more than they should have and in bad situations. The thing about this is, is that if they clean that up, the offense is basically going to take you where you want it to go because it's that damn good, it's that historical, it has that many playmakers on it. I don't need to tell you who's on the team. You know who the big guys are. And they're basically, I think, at a point like you saw yesterday, they don't care if they give up 30. If you can't get to 35, they don't care, and they just need the defense to make two stops. Whether that's a pick, a fumble, whatever it is, just make two stops. Three and out, because it's like comparable to darts. If you're playing cricket, right, you're familiar with the game, you got to cross off all the numbers. 20 through bullseye. If you give your opponent an open board, meaning you got zero marks, that advantage to the opponent who's good at darts as well, significant. Just like the Chiefs, if you give the Chiefs an open possession where you don't get points, it's a 14-point or a 10-point swing almost every time as long as they don't turn the ball over. That's it. Yeah, I think some good points from the callers there. Uh, if you're you know, if you're a Chiefs fan out there, all you got to really hope from from the defense is that Josh is right. You know, they're missing Willie Gay. Maybe Willie Gay gets back, adds a little bit of speed to that linebacking core. Maybe Reed gets going a little bit. And they were missing Charvarius Ward, Frank Clark, and Rashad Fenton on Sunday. So a lot of pieces missing from that defense. I'm not making any excuses, by the way, because this defense has been really, really bad so far. But you add those guys in, they start to gel a little bit more, maybe – you know, mixing Chris Jones back in on the inside where he's truly dominant. I don't have a huge opinion on that particular thing at this point yet. I think that, you know, Chris Jones being dominant 
at D tackle is definitely his best position. It could work on the outside, but either way, I mean, it's going to take a little bit of a feeling out period with this defense to get to the point where they're able to force, you know, one turnover a game or turn two or three different drives that normally would be touchdowns into field goals. And then all of a sudden, you know, the chiefs are going out there and winning pretty comfortably because like you said, and like some of these callers have said, the offense is really, really good. And I think it's not only just Clyde is playing well. I think the offensive line has been great. They've been great at creating these massive holes for Clyde to run through. And you saw it in the two losses earlier this year that they were doing a really good job in Baltimore and LA of taking away that pass over the top. And then you saw it this week kind of coming back to it when the Chiefs are running the ball that well, even at the end of the game, you know, the bomb to Tyree kill for 44 yards for the touchdown. That's one of those situations where they had to respect the run and they got burned for it. And that's pretty much, that's the most exciting thing to me when you're looking at this team right now is that they finally have a very balanced offensive attack to where they can carve you up in the run or they can hit you over the top or they can just dink and dunk and take their yards where they are. But damn, you're going to have a hell of a time trying to stop this offense. I think when it comes to the offense, I think that's where where it needs to be. I think when you realize it, I just don't know. I just don't know if that's what an Andy Reid team looks like. I don't think you've ever seen that with Andy Reid team because it's always been kind of like other than 18, like it's always kind of been balanced, but they never want to just own sole ownership to one side of the ball and just be like that confident to say, hey, here's what it is. If you can stop it, good luck. That's just not where they're at. They're always going to try to get better, and I get it. You're going to have, you know, you're going to have Willie Gay come back. You're going to hopefully have Frank Clark come back, make an adjustment, and we'll get to Chris Jones in a little bit. But I think personally what Ian Rapport said has a little bit of value coming up that will play for you, and I also think they just need to let it rip. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Josh Gordon returned from suspension earlier this week and signed with the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad. But he is practicing, and I am told he has been really, really impressive. Looked great, 230 pounds. You would not know he was 30 years old. He looks, as one source described, like a gazelle. The kind of number one, pure number one receiver the Chiefs don't really have, although they got a lot of really good weapons. Do not be surprised if he is active next week, Sunday Night Football, against the Bills, just depending on how fast he picks up the playbook. This has been excellent for the Chiefs. Red Reaction Show, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Not our show, it's yours, 610 Sports Radio. I don't know about that. I just, I don't know. Ted, KC, you've been on the phone long enough. Go ahead and let it rip, man. Yeah, um, I think you guys are drinking the Kool-Aid on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Here's my problem with him. Um, does he break a tackle? Like the first guy that hits him, he goes down. The the holes last week, they were huge, right? He He's just running through the holes. He's, he, Kareem Hunt, dude, was a beast, right? Like he'd break tackles and 
I don't see it with Clyde, so I don't know why everyone's praising him. Like, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, thanks for the phone call. Um, well, the thing is, is like, well, he and Kareem Hunt are two different, I believe, two different style running backs. I think Kareem Hunt's a little bit bigger. But, I mean, Clyde Edwards, the last two weeks after the Baltimore loss where he was what I think the focus of frustration at the time, now I think it has shifted to the defense, but at the time the frustration was Clyde edwards Elaire. And when's it going to happen? Because technically he was a first-round running back, right? Like he was a first-round pick. He's running back. The quarterback wanted him. And first couple games, 14 for 43, 13 for 46, zero catches, zero targets in game two, zero targets, or I'm sorry, three targets, three receptions in game one. And then the Chargers, a team in which gives up a ton of runs or a ton of rushing yards to opposing offenses, let him run 17 times for 100 yards for a 5.8 average. Give him a six-yard average. And then against Philadelphia, who again is not a good rushing defense, gave him 14 rushes for 102 yards. That's a 7.3-yard average. And he scored touchdowns in the previous two weeks. I think the problem with Clyde Edwards-Elaire is a few things. And we're, we were going to talk about this anyway, and then I'll, get, I'll shift back to Josh Gordon. But I think with Clyde Edwards-Elaire, I, I don't think it's Kool-Aid, Ted. I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's Kool-Aid or it's, my God, that was a big hit on Monday Night Football. You'll see it. But I don't think it's Kool-Aid. I think there are two different types of people that look at Clyde Edwards-Elair. I think there are people that look at him and they want Kareem Hunt. And then there's people that look at him and they realize what he truly is. And I think that Clyde Edwards-Elair is the third best option on this offense right now. That's my personal opinion. I think he's the third option on this offense. A lot of my friends, some, you know, people on Twitter, some people that I, you know, just hey, I just pass by, I'll say, hey, you know, like, when is Clyde going to take off? Well, I mean, 14 for 102 and 17 for 100, two touchdowns in two weeks, zero fumbles. Obviously, he had the one against the Chargers in the first quarter. But since then, been taken care of, been the piece that he needs to be. And I think that a lot of times we forget that he's on an offense that has 87 and 10. And that's priority number one. Because the Chiefs blew out their opponent yesterday because Tyreek Hill just found a way to be unstoppable. And the reason that was is because Philadelphia was like, you know what, we're not going to give Travis Kelsey anything. And they didn't. And Travis Kelsey got frustrated. Like you could tell that they took him out of that game. That was their main goal. Because they think that's what keeps the offense ticking. It's not. Tyreek Hill then all of a sudden found out what was available. You knew he was the best athlete on the field the minute he caught that five-yard slant and took it for 40. Like when no one can catch that and you realize that, you then know it's going to be a long day for that secondary and they're just going to try to cover him. So they went the Tyreek Hill route. And then they mix in Clyde Edwards-Elair and like my co-host and producer Nick Price said, the very end... They kept banging on the run, banging on the run, and then all it took was one small little one small little gimmick play to get Tyreek Hill open deep, and there wasn't anybody near him within 10 yards. So I think Clyde has picked up his role well. He got better as the game went on, which is exactly what you want in a running back. 
He's learned from his mistakes. He's worked on those mistakes. And he's being the running back that I think 14, 15 to 20 carries is fine by me. A touchdown is great. I'd like to see him get more involved in the passing game for screens, wheel routes, stuff like that. Maybe torch other teams in the flats like we're getting killed in the flats. The Chiefs, they, I, I mean by that. But I don't think that it's Kool-Aid because it's just still too much of a sample size. I got to agree with you, Dusty. Uh, I don't really think even like, at least from my perspective, I'm not really even praising Clyde as much. Like, I think Clyde has had a great couple of weeks here. But really, like, I want to point out the offensive line. Like, Watch these games and watch when they run the football what the offensive line is doing because the offensive line, they've done a good job with the pass protection. They've done an even better job run blocking for Clyde back there. Like, I think, you know, Daryl Williams is seeing holes out there. Like, it's not just Clyde that's having this great rushing attack, but, I mean, he's doing his job at this point. And as far as he goes to Kareem Hunt, I mean, Clyde has not been as good as Kareem Hunt was this far through their career anyway in Kansas City. Clyde was a different kind of runner. He was a different kind of pass catcher, and he just – he really fit exactly what they needed. And I think right now they're trying to find a way. How do we take Clyde's skill sets, you know, his quick burst and, you know, his ability to make guys miss and really just zip through those holes? How do we make that work best with our offense? And I think that you're seeing it kind of come into form as we're watching over these past two weeks and over the next few weeks as well. Yeah, I think, I think it'll get better. I think the role will get more expanded. And I think that he becomes that guy that a lot of people envision. Big T, Shawnee, let it rip, man. Hey, uh, uh, Dirty dirty Werewolf and Nick, thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah, hey, congratulations to Big Red yesterday. Way to go, Big Red. Uh, uh, Pat Mahomes, five TDs. Way to go there. Uh, our rushing. Way to go, Clyde, over 100 yards and 200 as a team. Way to go there. The Cheetah, whoo three TDs. That's our identity right there. Our offense is always no no NFL no defense in the NFL can stop our offense. Period. But our defense, guys, it reminds me of some lost sailors. Right now, this defense is in the lost sailor division defense, and what I mean by that, the seas are rough. Uh, 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 they can't stop the pass. They can't stop the run. Uh, Mike Dana, good job there. Two sacks. Maybe that's a positive. The seas are still rough, though. Their compass is broken. And I don't think it's going to be like that all year. I don't think they're going to be the lost Sailor Division defense all year. Uh, maybe, maybe this Sunday they come out of it. But until then, until they prove it, they're still going to be in that rough waters. But maybe they can get their bearings. Maybe they could shore some stuff up, get some guys back, uh, make some different uh, uh, adjustments. Spags is good at that. I just feel I just feel this team is close on that defense to not being in the lost Sailor Division defense. Prove me wrong. Let's sail out of it. We're gonna need you. And as always, let's go beat Buffalo. Let's let's go kick the Buffalo Mafias, you know what. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Choo choo, choo choo, choo. Thank you, Big T. Always love to hear. More chew there. Yeah, there was a lot last week. There was a powerful chew there. Powerful chew. That's that's good. That's good. That's what we need. That's what you need. You need the, the power of positivity. From the text line, didn't need Kelsey. Maybe not. I think that's big. I think that's where like Clyde's emergence is really big because we saw it in the first couple games that teams are able to take out Kelsey and Hill to a certain extent if they're the only ones out there. But you mix Clyde in the mix, somebody's going to be open. And especially if you get Josh Gordon going, 
that's another guy that you got to account for that's going to open somebody else up. Yeah, and I think the biggest important aspect when it came to that was the fact that they had a third option yesterday. And that's where I think the Josh Gordon talk happens. Again, I don't know. I don't know if like Rappaport's got, you know, maybe something in his, like somebody's feeding him something in his back pocket because Josh Gordon's practiced twice. I don't know how he can see somebody that is still, I mean, I've seen the photo. I mean, Josh, the photo of Josh Gordon, if you haven't seen it, just go to Google and look up images is just absolutely disgusting how much of a, of a man that guy is. I mean, it is very small shorts and very defined when it comes to muscle tone. He's 6'3", 225. It's a big guy. I mean, he's basically like the same size as Megatron, whether you believe that or not. That is literally what he is. He's a, basically the same size. I'm not saying he's a Hall of Fame receiver. I'm just giving you a comparison. He's Megatron? He's not. It'd be nice. But there is a lot of 50-50 when it comes to Josh Gordon. And I try to tell people that if you go into it thinking that it's going to be 2013 Josh Gordon, you've got to calm down. Because it was a week ago today that they made the signing. And there was, again, a split crowd. On Josh Gordon, there were people that were like, oh my gosh, we got Josh Gordon, the 2013 Browns receiver that set the world on fire with 1,700 receiving yards. And then there were other people that were like, well, we got Josh Gordon. We'll see. And I was kind of in the middle because Steven Serta and I have been advocates for Josh Gordon for the last three years because he just has so much potential and so much value if locked in. And obviously he's had mishaps, but now he's on a team that can finally prove the theory or the take, as a lot of people call these in this industry, that if Josh Gordon can be 750, five touchdowns, this team can be Golden State when they got Kevin Durant. Now, I'm not comparing where each are in their athletic prime. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's going to come in here and be Kevin Durant, be a Super Bowl MVP slash finals MVP, be that stud athlete. But if he's 755 touchdowns all of a sudden, you've just made this offense that doesn't need help, apparently. I get it. You're like, who's the who's the second wide receiver? What's the What's the truly, what's the next option if they take away Tyreek Hill? It's Travis Kelsey. What do they take away Travis Kelsey? It's Tyreek Hill. Well, what if they take away both? Well, then that's a damn good defense because you're not taking away both. Because if we've seen anything, one has the game, the other doesn't. It was clear that Baltimore and the Chargers were not going to get beat by Tyreek Hill. It was clearly obvious that Tyreek Hill was not going to be covered by two men against Cleveland, and he wasn't going to be covered by two men in Philadelphia. And what happened? 197-183. Three touchdowns, one touchdown. Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in football, and I don't care who argues against him. There's nobody better in the league. And you're going to add a guy, as the text line writes in, 7% body fat, 30 years old, Big, tall, strong receiver if if he can just be 70% of 2013 Josh Gordon, 
this is the move that finally makes them the Golden State Warriors when they added Kevin Durant because you're adding to an offense that doesn't need it. And then that identity that I think that they are, and I think that they have just got to admit, is that they're the team that says, we're going to score 35, you've got to score 40. And there ain't a lot of teams out there that can do it. I think the Chargers can. I think the Bills can. But outside of that, man, I don't know. I think the Ravens could if they had a J.K. Dobbins and Sammy Watkins stays healthy all year and that team can roll. I think they could. I think Cleveland could if they had Landry, Odell, Hunt, and Chubb, but they don't. So that's where you're at. So if you can consistently go out there and score 35 a week, and if Josh Gordon is what Ian Rapport is saying, learning the playbook immediate effectively on this team against a team like Buffalo, who, yes, we know, 118 to 21 is the, is the ratio of scores between opponents. Let's not forget they lost to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's bad. Real bad. Yeah. But again, I don't know where that identity is with Josh Gordon, but I think that the Chiefs, if they can realize that's who we are, that's what we're about, that's how we're going to play, the relaxation sets in, the mistakes minimize, because then you're not pressing. Then you're like, it's fine. Just get us two stops. I don't care if you give up 21, 27. Who cares? Ask us how many people care when there's a ring on our finger. When we've gone into the Chargers stadium and won a Super Bowl. Ask us if we care then. Because at the end of the day, when teams that don't have good defenses win Super Bowls, like that Denver team did, I guess that Denver team won when their defense was great. But when great offenses win Super Bowls, people don't care. People don't go back and say, oh, man, the defense. But I think that once they get that identity forward and they go with it and they lead with it, man, then it's just going to be fun to sit back and be like, all right, it's a race to 40. We'll see if they can do it. I think another thing that helps this team out with this defense is Chris Jones moving back to the inside, which sucks to say because I've never, I'd never told somebody that when they weren't doing a good job, you got to humble yourself and just give it up. It's tough. You've wanted to be a DN. You're a DN. You're just more dominant as offensive tackle. You're just, you're just dominant there. You were potentially a defensive player of the year candidate a year ago when you were destroying the middle of offensive lines. Now it's like, where's Chris Jones? And maybe it's not fair because Frank Clark's not there, but let's be real. We knew Frank Clark wasn't going to be there for the first three games anyway. Right. Like we knew he wasn't going to be there. And if Chris Jones goes back to the inside and can wreak havoc that way, maybe the defense gets those stops. Maybe those batted balls come back that you'd always see Chris Jones do. Maybe those runs don't go up the middle like they're going through right now. Miles Sanders doesn't look like prime James Conner. So that's where I think that needs to be. I think it'd be nice to see him switch it up a little bit too. You know, especially as they get guys healthy. You you don't want to hear it. Like you get a job and all of a sudden you've worked your ass off for that gig. And then someone goes, maybe it's not a good fit. Yeah. Maybe Maybe you you were better at the old job because you were really good at it. Right. You know, so like, I don't think it's the end of the world if they got to move him back in. I don't think that Chris Jones should think that he failed at being an edge rusher. I mean, let's be fair too. He hasn't had much help out there. So, you know, who knows? And maybe you get this team healthy. You get this defense kind of more complete as far as all the guys on the field and all the guys that you pay the big money to make plays. Yeah. 
Maybe you can have Chris Jones play a little inside, a little outside, kind of like they did a few years ago. That might be the best play here. But we're just going to have to wait and see really until this defense is full strength. Yeah. And we need but to, that helps. We need to figure out where Jaron Reed is, too. Right. That's another big one. Text line 816 before we get to a break. What's realistic expectation for Gordon because he's our fourth option on this offense? Yeah, but this offense is so loaded and is on the field for so long. Most games, your fourth option is going to get basically the same amount of looks that most teams' third option gets. I just want to be Sammy Watkins. If you're a Chiefs fan, That's, hope, that'd be hope awesome. be Sammy Watkins, but he plays more games. Yeah. So a healthy Sammy Watkins would be five, six touchdowns, 750 yards. Yeah, something like that. You know, hope that he's what you hoped that McCole Hardman would be. And he's got 12 games to do it. Yeah. And then you relax, and then all of a sudden you can't do what you want to do on defenses. And just because he's not getting the attention uh, from Patrick Mahomes wouldn't mean that he's not getting the attention from defenses where then all of a sudden it's game over set match. Coming up next, it's Buffalo week. I do agree, I do disagree with callers from earlier. I do think this game is important for both teams, and I'll tell you why. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Back in Red Reaction Show. Thanks to Hellsburg Diamond, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. That's insane. 200 locations. It's like Party America this time of year. Halloween Yeah, Super Spirit Story. Halloween, right? There you go. That should be their read next time. More than more than Spirit Halloween Story locations. And those locations. things are everywhere. Yeah, they are. So is Hellsburg. Check them out today. Yep. Or tomorrow. They're the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, and they're serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. Um, so we got to be real, right? You can't, you don't come to this show and expect me to be biased because I'm not. I'm going to fail you if you think that's what I'm going to be because I, I, I can't be that guy. But I will say that this one is huge. This matchup between Buffalo and Kansas City, it is. And if you've, you know, if you're a loyal listener to this show or you're a loyal listener to this this radio station, you know that earlier in this summer, I told everyone the first five weeks are the test of the season. And boy, does it feel like it. There's been a lot of there's been a lot of stuff going on in this season that really kind of tests what uh, what this Chiefs team is. You know, you went to Baltimore, a tough one. Fumble away. Chargers played you at home. Justin Herbert still unbeaten there. Four turnovers. Not good. Don't win. Beat Cleveland. You did that. And now guess what? Now, now you're going to play Buffalo Sunday night. You're going to get the Collinsworth slide. You're going to get Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes again. And it's big for two reasons, one for each side, right? Buffalo will do them last. 
it's big for the Chiefs because of this reason, because of many reasons. I truly believe this. If the Chiefs win, they're still that team. And they very well may be, but they're still that team. And what I mean by that team is that it's still Arrowhead you got to get to. It's still Mahomes and Co. you've got to beat. And once again, they're still the best in the West. They're still the best in the AFC. And it's Super Bowl or bust for sure the rest of the year. Because you've now taken what I would assume is the number one contender and you beat him again. Josh Allen still doesn't beat Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs still beat Buffalo. The Chiefs still carry the lead lantern in the path to SoFi Stadium in February. And I think this Chiefs team doesn't need to hear it, but they want the people to see it so they can believe it. Because like I started this show off, there's not a lot of people out there that really know what the identity of this Chiefs team is. And I think, and I've stated, and Nick's agreed, that the identity of this team is we have the best damn offense in the NFL. We have the number one receiver, the number one tight end, and the number one quarterback, and there's no debating that at all. There's not. And the more they can just lean on that and go with it and be like, you know what? It's not arrogance, I don't think. But if they beat Buffalo like they beat Philly, like they beat Cleveland, like they should have beat Baltimore, where it's just like, hey, that's cool you you put 40 up against Washington. That's cool you put 40 on Houston. Can you put 40 on us in Arrowhead? Because if you can't, you're not going to win. And that's how we see it. That's how we believe it. And when you let some of these playmakers come back, maybe the defense is just going to be capable every single week to get you two open frames from the opposing team and give you that much of an advantage because if you don't score on every drive, the Chiefs will. And that's what they need their identity to be and to believe it. And it's fine if it is because you have an historic offense because very rarely have you had the number three of the best players at three positions in a league in which is built on playmakers. That's what the Chiefs offense is. End of the day. Why it's big for Buffalo. Counter argument with the other with the, with the topic I just made. Josh Allen hasn't beat Mahomes. Buffalo's team has not beaten Patrick Mahomes' team. And the reason both of these teams are here is because of each other. Because Buffalo gave the Chiefs that 10th pick. Because the Chiefs took Mahomes with that 10th pick. And it ain't been fun for Buffalo. They've lost at their house in the regular season. They got exposed last year in the AFC Championship game, and they want it. They want it more. We think. I think the Chiefs want it because they want to show everyone everything's fine. We're just the best offense in the NFL with a very below-par defense, but we just need two stops. Buffalo needs this game because if Buffalo wins, if Buffalo wins, Buffalo is that team this year. And the Chiefs who went to -to back-to-back Super Bowls, back-to-back-to-back AFC Championship games, then Buffalo gets to be that team. Then you can go through Buffalo if you want to win in cold December with the Mafia and all that. That's fine. 
that's what happens if Buffalo wins because legitimately they would then be that team. They would have gone into Arrowhead and won. Yes, they would have beaten some bad teams very badly, but that's what you should do to bad teams. That's the thing I don't get. I agree with Jay Bingley all the time, and I talked about this tonight. Yes, Buffalo's margin of victory is impressive. Yes, the teams they have played are not impressive, but when you play bad teams, you should blow bad teams out. Next Sunday is big for both teams. It's no longer this narrative of, well, it's their Super Bowl. It's not. I hate to break it to you. It is not. Buffalo's Super Bowl is the Super Bowl. They can get there. They know they can. They were one game away last year, and this is where they trust that. They're coming. They're swinging hard. They're going to go for the knockout, but can they score 40 against the Chiefs? I don't know. I don't know if they can. Neil and Lone Jack, what's up, man? Let it rip. Neil, you there? Hello? Yeah, you there? Go ahead, Neil. Technical difficulties with Neil Lone Jack, but I think that's where the that's where this game is. I don't know if that's the case for a lot of you, but when we come back, Nick Price, Dusty Likens, Red Reaction Show. It's not my show, it's yours. We'll get you ready for Sunday even more. This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. It's the Red Reaction Show. Only five more minutes until, uh, well, you've got to get ready for the biggest game of your life in 2021. Right, Nick? Is that what it is? Biggest game? Oh, man. I mean, I think, you know, home field advantage is on the line. Is this game bigger viewer-wise than Patriots, Bucks? Probably not, yeah. but I mean, like from competition-wise, from like two of the best teams in the NFL duking it out, absolutely. What do you think we see Sunday? I mean, I, I kind of think we're going to see a game like that Chiefs-Rams Monday night game a few years 54, ago. 54 I think it's going to be maybe not quite that high, but it's going to be a shootout. That's for sure. And I mean, just kind of going back to what you were talking about in the last segment, this game is everything for these two teams. I mean, look at Buffalo's schedule. My dad texted me this, this morning. He said... Mike Price. Chief, Mike Price. He t- he texted me. He said, My Chiefs God. need this. Just look at Buffalo's schedule. I'm going to read right. it real quick for you. Kansas City, Tennessee, bye week. Miami, Jacksonville, the Jets, the Colts, the Saints, the Patriots, the Bucks, Carolina, the Patriots again, the Falcons, and the Jets. Uh-huh. They have two tough games on that entire schedule, and Sunday night is one of them. And also... We're talking about a tiebreaker here, too. So you're talking about if the Chiefs were to lose this game, they absolutely cannot lose another game this entire season. Or, I mean, you know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. But if the Chiefs lose on Sunday night, they're not hosting a fourth straight AFC title game. Crazy things can happen, but, you know, it's going to go through Buffalo at that point. That's the case. I mean, I think it's a huge game. I get it. It's week five. Last year, week five was the Las Vegas Raiders, and they came into Arrowhead and won, and everybody's like, ah, the Raiders for real? And we saw what happened, right? And right now, the Raiders are dangerously close to going down by double digits against the Chargers and what's been basically a snooze fest. So you're choosing the right decision to listen to this program instead of watching that game um, as Herbert actually just throws a tight end to Jared Cook, who used to be a Oakland Raider slash now is... Las Vegas Raider killer. Chargers up 14, soon to be 14 nothing on the Raiders on Monday Night Football. 
Why is this game again bigger for the Chiefs or bigger for the Buffalo Bills? I don't know. But if the Chiefs win, that gives them an advantage because it seems like their number one contender would not be Buffalo. It would, in fact, be the team that came into Arrowhead and beat you, the Chargers. Chargers look like they're they're ready to be a name. They look like they're ready to be that team that's like, hey, don't forget about us. Cincinnati's almost there. They're not quite. But the Chargers seem like that team. Like, yeah, Buffalo's good. So are we. We've lost to Dallas. Dallas is arguably the best team in the NFC. Unless you want to take the Bucs or the Rams. Rams are kind of lost this week. Bucks, obviously there was a lot of emotions riding in that game. There was a, that was a special game. But hey, I think it's big for both teams. I don't think I believe in this. It's only big for, you know, this person. I think now it's officially big for both teams, Buffalo and the Chiefs. Yes, Buffalo needs to win because they want to get that monkey off the back that is, well, Josh Allen hasn't beat Patrick Mahomes. They're still inferior to the Chiefs. They embarrassed him in the AFC Championship game because this is that game. You know, the guy's like, I'm going to go back out to the court. I'm going to show them what I've got. I put everything together. Yes, we have that weird random loss to the Steelers. Who cares? We beat the last three opponents by 118 to 21. Two shutouts in there. And I think that's what Buffalo has to prove. They're coming to the big dog. You got to knock them out. The only way you knock them out is if you put up 40 again. I get it. Buffalo's defense is decent. But they're playing an anomaly of an offense. Can you stop that offense? Something you can't stop are the airways of 610 Sports Radio tomorrow. Sean Smith. Yes, that Sean Smith that used to play for the Chiefs told Bob Fesco he's got something to say and he needs to get it off his chest. You can hear that tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pete Sweeney, Dana Hughes, they also join that program. For Cody and Gold, they got Kyle Brandt and Witt at 11. Season's over for the Royals. And for the drive, Mitchell Schwartz at 3 o'clock. Always like to hear his insight. He was at the game. For Nick Price, I'm Dusty Likens. This is the Red Reaction Show. Thanks to our friends at Hellsburg Diamonds, serving the Chiefs' kingdom. And Kansas City for over 100 years and over 200 locations. Thank you all. Take care. Be easy. And remember, Sunday's going to be fun. Just trust that the offense is that good. They don't need a top five defense. Good night, Kansas City. Be easy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.